Deutsche Welle. Learning by Ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and welcome to a new episode of our Learning by Ear series about migration between Africa and Europe. Today, once again, we are going to meet some Africans who went back to their home countries after spending a while in Europe. Take a trip with us to Ghana and Somalia. We are at a meat importing company in the industrial zone of Tema. Tema is the most important port in Ghana, West Africa. There is a sign on the wall which reads, Adam Mbroso Import Export. Women are loading boxes onto crates. The boxes land on each other with a loud thud. The goods are frozen and therefore hard as rock. The company chief executive officer is sitting at his desk. He is surprisingly young. He introduces himself as Edmund and says he runs Adam Brosso Import-Export. The company deals with frozen goods, especially meat and fish. Pork from Holland and Germany, chicken from Brazil, fish from Mauritania, basically meat and fish of all kinds from all over the world. The company also has a branch in Kumasi, which is inland. Edmund explains that the company employs some 100 permanent workers in Tema alone and about 250 occasional workers. So, the company is far from small. Therefore, the 30-year-old chief executive officer has a lot of responsibility, especially in these times of global financial crisis. Actually, the volumes that we're selling has gone down drastically. Before, we were selling, like, let's say, five containers of chicken in a month. Now we barely sell a single container, which is about 28 tons. So from something like um, over 120 tons to 28 tons, that's quite a big drop in our turnover, really. And it's general trend everywhere. Everyone I speak to is experiencing the same thing. Although Edmund is calm as he speaks, the situation does not bode well. Indeed, it is dramatic. Asked if he's worried about the future, he answers frankly. Honestly, there's no hope. It's always this or the other thing, you know. If it's no economic crisis, it's fuel crisis, it's this. And really, the uh, cost of doing business in, in Ghana is really high. And what I see is the government policies are not helping either. This situation pushes tens of thousands of Africans to try their luck in Europe every year. But not Edmund. He just came back. I lived in London for about 10 years. Had uh, all my senior education in London. Went to university, everything, done my master's. But even though I was making a good amount of money, I, I had to come down to help. Because this is something for me. In London I was working for the government, so I wouldn't say that would be the best thing. You know, If I work hard and this business grow, it's for me. In London, I work really hard. At the end of the day, the government is only going to pay me my monthly wages, and that's it. You know, that's how come I came down. Edmund seems somewhat better off than many other Ghanaians. His parents set up the import-export company that he now runs. In Europe, he had studied something completely different, pharmacy. I wouldn't say I regret. I don't regret anything in my life <laughs> for a start. But coming down is good. I don't think... In England, they need me as much as Ghana needs me. Because in England, there's a lot of uh, pharmacists who have the same education like I've got. 
Ghana don't have a lot of people like me. And number two, this is my country, you know. I'm proud of my country. I, I need to come back here. The little that I've learned in England, bring it here to help my people to grow. His answer is not that easy to understand. Why does he want to help his country when he says the situation is hopeless? Maybe he underestimated the situation, thought that it would be easier. Yes and no. Yes, because in Ghana here I have a lot of family and um, I always think that with my family around, I can be more relaxed. I'll feel more relaxed than working in Ghana. It's a little bit tense to working in England, you know. You, you have to work to pay the bills. You know, in Ghana I can relax a little bit. You know, um, not that it's advisable, but um, that's basically what it is. You don't feel the pressure to work really hard. Even though I do my best to work, I do, I do the utmost that I can, but I don't need the pressure as well, you know. I wake up in the morning, I do the best I can do in 24 hours, but I don't need the pressure on top of it. We're at a hotel in Mogadishu, the capital of Somalia in East Africa. The young man who is constantly on his mobile phone speaks both English and Somali. One, one minute, I need to sort out something. Guled Abdisalem is 32 years old and has spent over half of his life in London. He returned to Mogadishu four weeks ago. Of course, there's a risk lies in here, very much. If we put it in, in that world, that part of the world, risk assessment is 100 plus, plus, plus. So, so it's like kind of like no go. But again, there's the people in here, there's a country in here. And you can't do things easily and expect things to be perfect and highly respected. Risk lies in everywhere. Guled seems to have brought back from London a sense of the understatement for which English people are so famous. He simply does not see things as dramatically as they actually are. Yet, in Mogadishu, the risks are somewhat higher than in the rest of the world. For almost 20 years now, since 1991, Somalia has not had a real government that has been able to keep the country under control. Anarchy and lawlessness are widespread, but Guled has high hopes for the new government, and that's why he came back from England. I never thought like being a billionaire. I never thought about earning a lot. Always thinking about helping someone. You know, mobilize the people and talk to the younger generations and tell them what life is like living in peace and what life is like being, living in violence. The reason for his return was a call from Mogadishu in February 2009. The new prime minister's office called Guled in London and offered him a job as spokesman and media consultant for the prime minister. Guled Abdisalam is a freelance journalist and has made a name for himself in Somalia. The reason why I come back this time and I'm determined to stay is because I do see hope. I do see the people who are different than the normal guys we used to see. And I always look for that hope. Guled's new boss, Prime Minister Omar Abdirashid Ali Sharmake, has both a Canadian and a Somali passport. The former diplomat to the United Nations spent the past nine years in different crisis regions of Africa. Guled himself first went to London when he was 14. His parents sent him to stay with relatives there whilst they lived in Egypt. 
The family was driven into exile by the war in Somalia. They always had a mind that they wanted their children to live in a better life. So they always have that hunger for education. They planned for me, actually. It wasn't my plan at all to become a British, to become a European. It wasn't my plan, but it worked. Guled Abdisalam has two degrees. He is a journalist and also has a master's in African studies that he was awarded in 2007. All the time he was in Great Britain, he couldn't forget Somalia. Ever since, actually, Somalia never been a place that you want to live. When you look at the news, when you look at the, what happened in the refugees, it was very difficult. Again, my parents were kind of patriot people. They always said, you know what, we wanted Somalia to have a better life. And they used to tell me like what Somalia used to be. They said, you know, that this country needs the bright people who can make this country what it is. So I always have a yes. I have some place where I can be the pioneer someone who invented something never existed before. And I have that hope. And I think not only me, but a lot of Somalis. That's all for today's Learning by Ear program about migration. Thank you for listening to us. If you would like to find out more about this topic or listen to other Learning by Ear programs or to this broadcast again, please visit our website at www.dw hyphenworld.de forward slash lbe and don't forget to tune in again for our next episode goodbye